broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you back with us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Welcome back to the podcast after two months of being away on a break with my family and friends. For the first time in three years, my family and I made our way back to New Zealand to see our loved ones. It was incredible to spend time at home and see everyone so close to us. I learned so much about myself and how important family are during this time. I hope you, no matter what part of the world you're in, have had the opportunity to see your family and friends and take some time out from it all. You're so valuable and you need time out too. As we're approaching our 100th episode next week, we're seeking your audio feedback to play in next week's 100th episode to celebrate this milestone. We'd love to hear from you by following the link in the description below to submit a 10 to 30 second message about what this podcast means to you and what you've learned from engaging here. Please check out the link and record a short message to appear on our show, speakpipe.com slash igniteedtech. I appreciate your engagement and support. This week, I wanted to ask you about your goals for the new academic year, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, or the goals for the last half of your school year for my friends in the Southern Hemisphere. I'd love to hear from you. Please share with us via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Duolingo. Duolingo is a game-based language learning tool. Students first choose which language they want to learn. Beginners can start with Basics 1, or more advanced learners can take a quick placement test to determine the appropriate starting point. Instructional practice activities cover all four skills, reading, writing, speaking, and listening, and require users to go back and forth between the target language and their self-identified native language. When students make an error, they see the correct answer and can open a user discussion related to the question for further feedback on the mistake. Users see their streak count, which is the number of days in a row spent using the tool, and their hearts, like lives remaining in a video game. Users earn experience points for their time in the app, and their user profiles display badges with their level and experience points and flag icons representing the languages they're learning. Students can sign up on their own to use the Duolingo site or its app, both are free. More relevant to the classroom, students can also participate with a Duolingo for Schools account, which is also free, and lets teachers link to their students' account and track their progress. Teachers can sign up for a free account, add class sections, and share a link with their students to let them sign up to join a particular section. Once students enroll, teachers can monitor their progress with an overall course view or a detailed list view and assign homework targeted for individual student needs. The site's clear comprehensive format 
serves users with a range of abilities and language experiences. The game-like features all help make the tool rewarding and addicting in equal measures. The teacher dashboard takes this progress tracking a step further and turns those scores into something more meaningful and actionable for a teacher. It's easy to use this data to get a detailed, realistic sense of your students' time on task and their growing abilities across skills. Overall, this is a rigorous, appealing tool for sporting language instruction at all levels. I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below. Schools.duolingo.com This week, I wanted to talk a wee bit about my goals for the year ahead. I asked you to think about your goals for either the start of a new year or the end of your first year. Now, as I think about the year ahead, I am so invested with EduSpark.world. We have huge developments coming and I'm super excited about the conversations we're having with schools all over the world. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to be offering all Australian and New Zealand schools free full access to our institutional version of EduSpark. If you are in Australia or New Zealand or in an Australian curriculum school or run the Australian school year, I want to talk to you. Please reach out to me at craig at eduspark.world. We are giving the first 10 schools completely free institutional access for the rest of this year with no obligations to buy. Please reach out to me. One of my big goals is to engage a larger, wider audience in the learning that we're doing. We now have over 120 courses from experts from all over the world. We've just launched our live video platform with live events happening every week. We're about to run a huge event with international schools all over the world in October. And in the next couple of weeks, launching our communities of practice. Next, a blockchain-based certification system, portfolio, an appraisal system that we're building and developing with some school partners. My goal is to engage as many amazing educators and leaders across the world with this new thought-provoking system that we're building. I want to hear from you and I want to chat to you. I want to learn with you. So please do reach out. You can reach out to me at craig at eduspark.world and I'd love to talk to you. You can also follow us by searching eduspark world on any social media platform. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Leon Furs. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Leon Furs, who I've been connected to online for a long time and is based in Australia. Leon is an experienced educator, consultant, and author. His new English series of books and Practical Reading Strategies book has been a hit amongst educators. Recently, Leon completed his Master's of Education with a focus on how professional learning can mitigate the risk of burnout in teachers and on leading change in schools. His work is inspirational. Leon, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, I'm very happy to be here, Craig. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, mate. Let's kick things off. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? So currently, I'm the Director of Learning and Teaching at Monterey College in Hamilton. So we're a a regional Catholic school, a a pretty small co-ed Catholic school out in Western Victoria. And uh, for the last few years, really, I've been increasingly involved in running professional development for teachers um, first of all, through my role on the English Teachers Council um, with the Victorian Association, VATE, 
And then in later years, just as, as part of my own consultancy and writing services, which is what led to the book, Practical Reading Strategies. So I, um, I find now that I work more probably with teachers than I do with students. Uh, in the leadership role at the school, I mainly now am responsible for curriculum and the faculty leaders and our ongoing professional development. And I just really, really love working with teachers in a range of capacities, including English and digital technologies. Yeah, and, and your work is phenomenal. And the work that you do and you share, that's what brought us together, you know, being connected online, talking about EduSpark, talking about the amazing work that you're doing. You do a lot of work supporting schools in their strategic approach to professional learning and ed tech. What are the key elements that schools should be focusing on and how do you see those elements of professional learning align with what you're doing and seeing inside EduSpark? Yeah, I think the the fallout from the coronavirus lockdowns is really important when we're talking about the technology space. So a lot of what I'm seeing, um, and this is international, this isn't just in Australia, is that there has been a little bit of a, a whiplash effect of, of teachers and schools recoiling from the technology because we, we had to use it all during remote learning. So particularly you know, the, the increased use of LMSs and the increased use of online platforms and video platforms. A lot of schools are now going back from that and, and kind of shying away from it because we were treading water and surviving during COVID. What I think is that really we need to be putting a bit of attention now into keeping the momentum up of, of all of the, the positive things that we learned during remote learning. And from my perspective, in a regional school, that's incredibly important. You know, we're geographically, we, we pull students in at Monovay from a, a two-hour radius. We have boarding students. There are so many opportunities for us to embrace a hybrid learning model, for example, um, in order to give students within that wide geographical region access to our education. So I think keeping the momentum going and keeping the professional learning happening based on the technologies that were brought in during covid and, and so one thing I'm really big on is the fact that schools already have a lot of technology now embedded in them. And in a lot of cases, it's not being used to the fullest extent. So, you know, rather than constantly getting schools to upgrade to new technologies or new platforms or new apps, to look at what they've got, do a bit of an assessment of what they have in school, and then talk about how they can continue the professional learning or almost reboot the professional learning for the teachers in the school using the technology they currently have. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And the whole, you know, my journey is very similar to yours in a lot of ways with an ed tech role, with a focus on technology integration and that authentic and purposeful use of technology. And you've hit the nail on the head there, you know, expensive doesn't mean best, you know, new doesn't necessarily mean better. It's about what you do with it and how you do that. And I wonder, you know, when you think about professional learning and you think about technology, what are the things that schools are missing at the moment? You know, there's been a, a huge focus, you know, three, four years ago, pre-pandemic on let's send staff to conferences, let's send people out for full day workshops. But there's very little focus on that impact of learning. And that's why, you know, we started EduSpark. What do you see in the space now over the next two or three years, Leon, that schools need to focus more in on, you know, this hybrid approach to learning? What should schools be doing when it comes to professional learning now? So I think we we have to um, look at alternate models for professional learning. And I think we owe it to the teachers to explore alternate models for professional learning. So what drew me to 
the conversations with yourself and Andrew at EduSpark were a really close alignment in values with, you know, professional development isn't a, a one hit wonder affair. It, it's not just, okay, watch this video and now you've done your professional learning. It's not compliance. There has to be some sort of ongoing relationship. And we know that the best kind of professional learning often happens in professional learning communities or through action research projects. And that a lot of value comes from attending conferences, for example, which we haven't been able to do much of over the last few years. But the, the, the benefit of conferences is really that kind of networking and the conversations you have at the buffet lunch rather than the, um, rather than the keynote or the, or the sessions themselves sometimes. In the conversations I've had with yourself and Andrew, the, um, the sense of building community around the professional learning on the platform so that we don't have to send teachers away to conferences, which for us in regional schools is incredibly difficult in ordinary times and now almost impossible given the attrition of teachers, given COVID conditions still. So to be able to get teachers to access those materials online, but to still have the sense of community network and and conversation around those professional learning to, to kind of bridge the gap between either having to send people away for a face-to-face PL or having them just watch a video. There's got to be a good middle ground. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, I think, Leon, and, and that's why we've clicked so well, I think, that our, our philosophies and values are really well aligned. On top of all of this work that you do, Leon, you're also a published author. Tell us about your work and, and why we should be engaging in it. Yeah, look, I, um, I, I've been writing for a few years now, and actually the, the, the COVID years sort of spurred some of this on. I started working with Jack Aranda um, in 2019, was a co-author on their English 7 and then lead author on English 8. And through that, kind of really got a, a taste for writing. I've always, I've always written, um, and I've written fiction and published a few short stories as well. And I enjoy the process. So in 2020, uh, Alicia Cohen at Amber Press reached out to me and, and asked if, I, if she thought I had a book in me. Um, I said, well, I think I've, I've probably got several. So, so let's throw a few ideas around and see what we come up with. And... Practical reading strategies came together as the culmination, really, of uh, two or three years of work that we'd done with the Victorian Association for Teaching of English, BAIT. We'd taken part in two community of practices that were DET-funded, the first time around as a participant and the second time as a lead school. And those really, really focused on close reading, inferential reading, guided and active reading, and what types of strategies in the classroom have a, a huge impact on students. We completely upended our teaching practice in the English faculty here, and I was the head of English at the time. And over the last five years, we've, um, we've really improved our English results from you know, the perspective of VCE, uh, Year 12 English, for example, and literature results, purely by drilling down on reading and looking at close reading and how that is much more beneficial than teaching formulaic writing structures or teaching essay writing or, you know, drilling those kind of skills. So yeah, the, the Practical Reading Strategies book came about from a, an off-the-cuff conversation with the publisher and then the work that we'd been doing on reading. And it's been really successful, which, is, which has obviously been, been great. Um, we've built a really strong community around the book as well with some great English teachers across the country. Yeah, and it's fantastic, Leon. We'll make sure the links to all of these are in the podcast notes as well. Let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why, what's your favorite ed tech book or resource? 
So my favorite one at the moment, I only know of this one because I've spoken with the author. So the author is Martin Jorgensen, and he's um, he is actually works at Vic Virtual Schools Victoria. He's publishing a text called Simple Tools, which is around digital resources in the classroom, focusing on, um, just like I said earlier, getting a lot of value over really simple, inexpensive tools or digital tools which already exist. So, um, so we've spoken and he's uh, kicked around a few ideas. He's shown me some of his ideas from his website and things that are in the book. And I'm really, really excited about what's coming from there. And we're actually going to do a bit of a mashup, I think, where we look at how my reading strategies can be paired together with those simple digital tools. Because, um, you know, over the last few years, increasingly, most of the reading strategies that I use come through in some kind of digital format. Fantastic. And I can't wait to see that collaboration. And we'll make sure we link to uh, whatever we can find about the upcoming book as well. Thanks for sharing that. What's your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try, Leon? I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, interactive whiteboarding tools in in various stripes. Um, so, you know, outside of education, I've used Miro, I've used Zoom's whiteboard features and all of those things. But in school, we use Google Jamboard uh, really extensively. And we've actually got a couple of the physical Jamboard devices in some of our classrooms. And I think the the ability to kind of move seamlessly between Jamboard on an iPad and on a laptop and on the physical device in the classrooms makes for some really, really engaging lessons. Mm, absolutely. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career? So, well, as I said, I am a, an avid writer, so I write daily. Um, you know, I probably churn out a thousand to two thousand words of something every day. And that comes in a variety of forms. So I blog for English teachers. I write for academic publications. I'm always working on a book and I've normally got a bit of fiction on the back burner, which I might get, you know, 500 or 1,000 words through in a day if I'm lucky. Um, and I also journal. So, you know, sort of reflection and journaling in that kind of capacity. So, yeah, definitely writing daily, all the time. I, lo I love that because it's the opposite of me. <laughs> I can't write. I struggle to write. That's why I like to talk and do the podcast thing. And it's, you know, I used to blog, um, but, you know, found that a real struggle. And it's kind of nice to see different avenues for different learning ways and pathways for people to interact and share as, as well out into the community. So uh, I love the, the way you write and I love your passion and enthusiasm for writing too. Leon, you've shared so much today in such a short time. And I know the listeners are going to want to follow and connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, so you can reach me at my website, which is leonfurz.com. So L-E-O-N-F-U-R-Z-E.com. Um, I've got a mailing list there, which is for reading, writing, and digital. I'm more than happy for your listeners to just reach out to me directly via email, which is leonfurz at gmail.com, and, uh, and just have a have a conversation about anything to do with English or digital technologies. Absolutely. And we'll make sure the links to all of those and your social channels uh, in the podcast notes below as well. Leon, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Craig. It's great fun. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, 
you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.